It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Montreal Canadiens defeat the Golden Knights 3-2. Hold on to even up this series at one game apiece. Game three will be on Friday in Montreal as this series shifts there for games three and four. To help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, again, it's it's a slow start for Vegas in this game, and they're just not able to overcome it, not able to get that first goal, and that allowed the Montreal Canadiens to settle into a game they're comfortable in. Yeah, sure, sure was that way, Ryan. I mentioned this to Gary a moment ago. You know the Canadians would look to replicate what they did in the first period of uh, game one they've got some energy to to ride off of here we've heard it like it's great for the home fans uh the home team to ride off the home fans but for a a group of players that have not had crowds like this all year uh, they're going to get some energy out of it too and credit to the uh, interim head coach dom ducharme and helping his club figured it out Uh, you saw a lot of jeff petrie in that first period and you saw a little bit of disjointedness from the Golden Knights. No Chandler Stevenson. Nick Waugh gets bumped up. And I, I don't know if that's the, the, the primary culprit as to why the Knights were not at their best in the first period. Again, you figure they, they knew they were not good in the first period game one. They would be better, right? You kind of say, all right, this is what we did in the second. And the third, we'll just continue that. Not so simple, right? You've got adjustments from the Canadians, too. Like I say, you throw Petrie in plus John Merrill, but more so Jeff Petrie, and you take Stevenson out, and that's just enough of unfamiliarity, I think, that helped the Canadians get out to that lead. You know, Dan, when we look at the first two games of this series, the Golden Knights have six goals, five of which from their defense. How do you get more, just in terms of production, from the forward groups? Mm, that is that is a terrific question, Ryan. I don't know. The, a lot of the goals that the Knights have scored, as you say, have come from defensemen, but even plays that are not goals from defensemen defensemen are often involved facilitating offense by the forwards and you can look at the way that the canadians are defending that approach or you get pucks from the defense towards the net and you hope that the forwards can take advantage around the net and montreal's defense has prevented really those in tight rebound opportunities for the most part and when there was one potential chance today for stone late in the game to fully made a terrific diving play to knock it away from Stone. You know, Patch Reddy hits the right post at one point. Alec Martinez looked to have half of an open net and he shot it right into Carey Price. So there were some chances there. It's not as though the Knights didn't get any opportunities from forwards or defensemen beside Petrangelo, but uh, I, I think that there's something to be said for having that full lineup in sync. When Stevenson is there, just everything else falls into place. Who knows how today might have unfolded differently if A, Stevenson were in, or B, they started Kolasar as the replacement from the get-go and kept Nick Waugh on the third line, right? The, the third line for the Knights was great in game one, and if you continue that mismatch where not too many third lines are as good as the Knights' third line, you had Mark Waugh-Tuck, uh, it just seemed that Nick didn't respond as well as you might have hoped being in that top-line center spot. The last one here, Dan, obviously we, we know what the crowd was able to do and, and the juice that it gave to the Montreal Canadiens. What's the expectation for the Golden Knights in, in a building that is not going to be full and the adjustment that they're going to have in Game 3? Yeah, that'll be weird. I wonder if they'll be piping in that synthetic crowd noise 
when it's less than half capacity. That's what they're supposed to do. Not looking forward to that. I, I wonder if, uh, you know, you could kind of put that out of mind because they are familiar with that experience. Uh, but it's been a long time since they played at Bell Center. And I also think about, you know, Max Pacioretty, who had points in every game he played, going back to game seven of the first round. Every point against, uh, every game against Colorado, he at least had one point. And now, a couple of games against his old club, no points. Yeah. So you know that that's on his mind, and it's going to be on the minds of his teammates, too. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Max finds himself back in Montreal, where he was the captain. You know, he's in the top 20 in all-time games played, goals, multiple categories for the Canadians. I'd, I'd watch out for that come Friday. All right, Dan, as always, thanks for joining us here, and we will talk to you on Friday. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. Let's head downstairs, bring in Mark Stone and Marc-Andre Fleury as they address the media after tonight's game. Yeah, we had lots of chances to score. Power play needs to score. Um, we have our opportunities to uh, to claw our way back in the game, but um, you know we go down two after the first, and when we get down three nothing, it's, it's a tough hill to climb. Um, but we'll be ready to go in, uh, in Montreal. Next question, Justin Emerson, Las Vegas Sun. Also from Mark Stone, I just wanted to ask how much you thought you think, or how, how much you thought Chandler Stevenson not being in the game affected. Obviously, a player that you and Max have played really well with. He's a big loss. He's been uh, our top centerman uh, all year. Uh, you know, he's you don't replace him, but um, with that being said, that goalie stepped up real well. They played a great game for us. Um, was poised, uh, skated in the middle of the ice really well for, for Max and I. Um, when you lose guys, somebody's got to step up, and um, you know I think Coley's going to do a good job uh, going forward in the series. If three more questions here, next question, Kevin McGran. Hi, this is uh, for Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, I know you've uh, played Montreal plenty of times in your career, um, but this time maybe a little bit more special. The stakes are quite high, and you're going back across the border for the first time in I don't know how long you've been since you've been home in Canada. Can you talk about what it will mean for you to play in front of that crowd and 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 the stakes this time and and crossing the border business? Uh, it'll, it'll be nice. You no, know, I haven't uh, haven't been back in, in a little while now. I think since last season before the quarantine. Um, yeah, it's always a it's always a building. It's fun to play in. You know, it's always uh, usually pretty loud. You know, I think they're going up to thirty five hundred uh, people in there, so it should be. Um, Still, you know, maybe not as good as here, but still, still fun to play. And uh, but it, the goal is the same. So it's just to go in and, and grab a win, you know, and, and grab the, the next one in game two. David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hi, from Mark Andre. Can you take us to the third goal? That seemed to be the big one for them. Maybe what you saw that made you decide to go for the poke check there? Yeah. Regretted that as soon as I did. Um, I don't know. I'm in my mind a little too early about it, and um, and he, he cut towards the middle, you know, pretty early, and that was it was too far away. I shouldn't, I shouldn't not have done that. Last question, Mark Masters, TSN. From Mark Stone, Mark, what what do you see as the key to getting the power play uh, on track? Um. 
I guess possession. Um, you know, they're very aggressive up ice. Uh, I got to start with the puck. Um, no, I don't think we won any of our faceoffs to, to start. Um, and then they get the kill, or they get the the, the clear, and um, they're very aggressive. So uh, when we get set up, um, that's when we get our looks. Thought we had uh, some a few chances on the second one in the second period. When we get set up, we get them moving, get some shots, uh, but we got to find ways to bear down on it. But I think it starts with uh, you know starting with the puck, entering the zone with. Uh, with the puck and, and getting set up, I, I don't think that uh, we've done a good enough job setting up, setting up the plays to uh, to have that sustained ozone time. They've done a uh, a pretty good job of getting honest and being aggressive. Thank you for your time, guys. That was Mark Andre Fleury and Mark Stone as they addressed the media after tonight's game. We'll be back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. this game remind you of game one in terms of they came out with a, a good start and it took you guys about a period or so to find your game. Yeah, similar, you know, uh, you know, I, a little disappointed obviously with our, our first 10 minutes. I think uh, we should have, should have been better. We had no excuse tonight and uh, you know, unfortunately you get to the final four, you spot a team, two goals, uh, you're playing with fire. Jesse Granger, The Athletic. Jesse. You mentioned after the first game how important it was to get the lead because of how well they play when they have the lead. Um, what specifically do you think they do that locks things down so much once they're up a goal? Well, I mean, they're, they're a good defensive team. I, I'm not sure that, that we got locked down tonight. I thought we, we generated enough chances to, to dig our way, uh, uh, scratch our way back into that game, you know. Um, Again, you know, so a little, a little uh, uh, unfortunate on some of our opportunities, some posts, and uh, he made some saves when he had to. I, you know, I don't think it was a case of of us getting locked down once we got behind. I actually thought we we generated some really good looks over the last forty minutes. David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, David. Hi, Pete. Is there an update on Chandler Stevenson and how did his absence affect things from your perspective? Uh, upper body injury, and uh, I would call him uh, day to day, and um, it, it affects you. But everybody's dealing with it. There's nobody that's got a healthy roster this time of year. Justin Emerson, Las Vegas Sun. Justin. Hey Pete, I wanted to ask how you felt about the push there at the end. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but from kind of the time that Petrangelo scored that second goal, it seemed like you guys were on him till the end, and obviously didn't get that last one. But what do you think about uh, the way that the guys finished out the game? Yeah, I, you know, again, I, I I thought I thought the second period and the third period we we uh, we did a lot of good things. You know, put a lot of pressure on them, got some really good looks. Uh, you know, and and particularly. You know, over the last five minutes, uh, but you know, even prior to that, um, you know, I, I thought we had some good lucks. We just, you know, you, you can't uh, can't fall behind that much that early, and, and you know, it's not even one goal. You know, when you get down two, it's just really hard to come back. I mean, we've done it before. We did it in the Colorado series, but you're you're playing with fire uh, when you do that, and uh, you know, we got burnt tonight. 
Ed Greeny. Hey, Ed. Hey, Pete. A lot's being asked right now and of your players about what you're not doing right in the first period. Well, for the last two games, what do you think they are doing right? Sometimes the other side doesn't get credit for what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think they've been a, a, a you know that's kind of their identity. I think you know every team has kind of identity pieces. I think you know if you know for us we're a real good second period team have been all year. That's an example of that. I think they're a quick starting team. I think that's part of their identity. I think that you know going into game one, uh, you know they had the lead in in seven straight games, I believe. So, you know, that that's part of what they do, and uh, we've got to have an answer for that. We have two more questions. Next question, Mark Spector. Hey, Mark. Hey, Pete. Um, you know, they say the series doesn't really get started until the road team wins a game, right? Uh, is this just, you know, I know you're not sitting there thinking you're going to sweep this thing. I get that. A lot of people certainly around the league are saying that Vegas was going to walk through Montreal pretty easy. Uh, this would just be the ebb and flow of a playoff series, I assume. You win one, you lose one, and we get in the meat of this thing. Is that fair? Yeah, th those those people that said we were going to sweep were the same people said Colorado was going to sweep us. So, um, you know, I you don't get to the final four without knowing that uh, this is going to be a battle. And if it takes overtime in seven games, then it takes overtime in seven games. You just want to make sure you move on and um, – you know, we, we, we knew this wasn't going to be easy, and, and we have a tremendous amount of respect for their team. They, they've beaten two very good hockey teams to get here and, and uh, you know, won a lot of games. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. We're in a better spot than we were last round after two games, and we'll go into Montreal and look to win a game. Last question, Kevin McGrann. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Pete, just curious about the power play and, and their penalty kill. Their penalty kill has been superb since the middle of the first round, and I know your power play has been sort of struggling. What do you do to turn that around? Um, well, I, I don't think it's an accident. Their their penalty kill has been good, you know, as Carey Price's game has been really good. You know, your goalie's always your best penalty killer. So, uh, you know, and, and for us on the power play, yeah, we, we've got a, you know, tonight's a night that uh, – you really need one uh, from that unit, and we've got to keep uh, working at it. Coach, thank you for your time. Thank you. That was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's post-game interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. The Montreal Canadiens take this game, game number two, three to two over the Vegas Golden Knights, even up this Stanley Cup semi-finals series. The post-game injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. And Pete DeBoer did give a bit of an update there on Chandler Stevenson. Said upper body injury, called him day-to-day. -day. Uh, big question mark for the Golden Knights going into game number three is who will be available? Will Chandler Stevenson be able to go for Vegas? Is he going to be able to find his way back into the lineup? And if not, what adjustments does head coach Pete DeBoer make? I, this was a bit of a surprise that Chandler Stevenson was unable to go tonight for Vegas. And, uh, you know, you look at it, it changes the dynamic. Although I do think Keegan Colasar came in in that second period, third period, and played well with Max Pacioretty and with Mark Stone, you go back to Pacioretty hitting the post. It's Kolasar making a defensive uh, zone play, stripping a puck, getting that stretch pass out through the neutral zone to spring Pacioretty. 
uh, you look at that goal or you look at that opportunity, if it goes in, how much does it change the landscape of the game? Uh, it's one open for debate for sure. But, you know, Keegan Colasar in a big moment had, had himself a game, and you're just going to need somebody to fill in if Chandler Stevenson cannot go on Friday in Montreal. We're going to take a break here. We'll come back with the highlights on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com. Today it's Triple A Insurance Post Game Show. The Canadians defeat the uh, the Canadians defeat the Vegas Golden Knights three to two, and even up this series at one game apiece ahead of games three and four in Montreal Friday and Sunday. For the second game in a row, the Golden Knights start slow. This time, though, it's the Canadians finding the back of the net first as Yoel Armia would score for Montreal. From the left wall in Eric Stahl. Rebound, loose puck, they score from the left wing side. Montreal takes the lead. It was another try deep on the left wing. Armia follows it up, and Montreal strikes first in game two. That's Armia from Joel Edmondson and Corey Perry at 6-12 of the first period to make it one to nothing Montreal. Later in the period, the Golden Knights would ice the puck, which led to a defensive zone faceoff. A great play from Cole Caulfield, and Tyler Toffoli would finish it off. First from the draw, a shot comes on net and a score. Tyler Toffoli sort of muffed it, but he still got it by Fleury, and it's a 2-0 Canadiens lead. That's Tyler Toffoli from Caulfield and Jeff Petrie, 16-30 of the first period to make it 2-0 Montreal. Caulfield slides that pass to Toffoli in the high slot. Toffoli heals it, and I think that changeup fooled Marc-Andre Fleury. We go to the second period. The Golden Knights would get some offensive looks. Max Pacioretty would hit a post. Carey Price would make a great save on Alec Martinez. And then late in the period, Paul Byron would get behind the Golden Knights defense and beat Marc-Andre Fleury. Sliding puck through center, a chance down the middle, they score! Paul Byron, 3-0 Montreal. A loose puck at center, and out of nowhere, Paul Byron pounced on it. That's Paul Byron from Jesperi Kotkaniemi and Joel Edmondson, 17-45 of the second period to make it 3-0 Montreal. Marc-Andre Fleury goes for the poke check. Byron is able to beat Flurry. Just one minute later, however, Alex Petrangelo would finally get the Golden Knights on the board. Petrangelo scores from the faceoff. A faceoff win for the Knights on the right side. Petrangelo parked at the right point, put it toward the goal. Not a huge clapper, but well placed. And Gary Price could not turn it away near his left toe. 
That's Alex Petrangelo, his second of the playoffs from Keegan Colasar at 1846 of the second period to make it 3-1 to one Montreal. We would head to the third period, and while the Canadians didn't offer up much in terms of offensive chances, Marc-Andre Fleury did have to be sharp with our AAA insurance save of the game. Stripped at the line, there's Suzuki, works ahead one-on-one, goes right circle, trying to cut around Theodore, and a loose puck, kick save! Suzuki reached back around to his right, Fleury was ready for it! AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So Marc-Andre Fleury, a couple big stops on Nick Suzuki, keeps this a two-goal game. And as the Golden Knights would continue to press in the third, Alex Petrangelo would score his second of the game. From the draw, puck to the right, Petrangelo scores! It's a one-goal game. Two markers for Petrangelo. 5-14 to go in the third. Another goal right off the faceoff. Third goal of the playoffs for Petrangelo. And the Knights are within striking distance. That's Petrangelo's third of the playoffs from Jonathan Marcheseau and William Carlson at 14:46 of the third period to make it 3-2 Montreal. It's a great play by Jonathan Marcheseau to get that pass across, and Petrangelo shoots it between Petrie's legs and takes away the eyes that way of Carey Price. The Golden Knights would pull Marc-Andre Fleury. They would press late to try to tie the game, but all that was left in this one was the final call. Another chance up top to the left. Petrangelo fires blocked. Three seconds and one. It'll go down and miss the empty net, but the horn will sound. Game two is over, and it goes to the visitors. Montreal three, Vegas two. There it is, the final. Montreal three, Vegas two. The Canadians accomplish what they set out to do in these first two games. That's get the split headed back to Montreal for game three and game four. For the Golden Knights, it's uh, about figuring out the starts of these games, figuring out how to uh, not necessarily have to ease into the game, but getting to your identity as quickly as possible. So it's it's going to be an interesting one. I'm excited to see what game three has in store. That will be on Friday. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Montreal Canadiens defeat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-2, even up this Stanley Cup final, Stanley Cup semifinal at one game apiece, heading back to Montreal for games three and four. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and windows and it's the Montreal Canadiens converting in the first period they started well they were able to find a couple of goals in that period and go to the room to the second period with a lead 
the Golden Knights had plenty of opportunities to get back in this game. We talk about Max Pacioretty hitting the post. We talk about that great save from Carey Price on Alec Martinez. It's Petrangelo finding Martinez back door, and he's just unable to put it in the right spot to beat Carey Price. You look at those two plays in particular. Then you go to the third period, and the Golden Knights chance after chance after chance. Of course, Petrangelo gets the goal, uh, but you know Alex Tuck had a couple of rush opportunities. There were chances for Jonathan Marsha, so chances for the Golden Knights to get this one back to square late in the third period. I don't think, and I agree with Pete DeBoer in this regard, I don't think this was a case of Montreal shutting it down. Like, I don't think the Golden Knights were clamped down in the second and third period. They certainly had their chances. It just was a matter of not being able to convert. And I go back to uh, the play for Mark Stone at the back door in the third period. Alex Petrangelo had just scored. He dances around. He finds Stone open, and it's Tyler Toffoli diving back to save a goal. It's not like the Golden Knights were shut down. It's not like they had three or four shots through the second and third period. They had plenty of opportunities. They just were unable to find the equalizer because they put themselves in a hole early on. So the starts have to get better, and they've got to get better starting in game number three. Game three will be Friday. Puck drop at 5 p.m. Pre-game show will go at 4 p.m. The Golden Knights will travel to Montreal to try to steal one on the road. You know, for the Golden Knights, it's a it's a position that they've been in before. They've been able to win in other buildings. This shouldn't be any different for Vegas going into game number three. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, Montreal get the split. Defeat the Golden Knights 3-2, even up the series at one game a piece 702-876-1340 is the number the golden knights put themselves in a hole early but had plenty of opportunities to try to break out of it is that how you viewed the game give us a call 702-876-1340 let us know what you saw while i bring in darren millard to tell me what he saw Montreal carries the play in the early going again, uh, mm-hmm. just like uh, game number one. I think uh, Montreal played a little bit better in the opening 20 minutes tonight than they did uh, in that first period uh, in which they lost the, the first uh, game. Uh, the difference was they were able to score not once but twice. Uh, I thought if Vegas could get out of that first period just allowing one goal, yeah. it would have been a really good spot given how uh, the, the ice was tilted. They couldn't, and that two-goal deficit ends up being the 
the the margin that uh, that ends up uh, causing them to play catch up. I know it eventually gets to three nothing, but uh, that extra goal coming at the end of the first, uh, I thought uh, was kind of like the the. Paul over the building. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us here, let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Mike, how you doing? Well, uh, you could simplify this by saying the Knights lost a key player to start the game and Montreal gained one. And for the next 10 minutes, it was the Canadians' serve. And that's really where it all begins and ends. But what I'm concerned about a little bit and you guys can allay these fears, I'm sure, is that we're getting into that Demko-Hudobin syndrome again where the first two lines suddenly can't score anymore. Is that Now, we can get by Canadians, I guess, but is that something we should be concerned about? Uh, I don't think uh, that's the case. Uh, I was anticipating that question or and that topic to come up, but I, I've been impressed with the way Vegas has been able to score the entire postseason, especially since they transitioned from Minnesota. And uh, when you look at six goals in two games uh, against Carey Price, uh, I'll take that. Yeah, well, thanks. six goals, but you remember 18 shots were made by the defenseman in game one. And again, I don't mind the, the the shots from the point. I know that gets played up a lot by position, but uh, if if they're going to give you that look and you have players like Shea Theodore, Alex Petrangelo and Alec Martinez, who are very skilled at getting the puck through, and I'll throw Nick Holden, uh, who's uh, had a, a de- decent playoff, at getting pucks through. I'll take my chances with traffic and uh, and bounces and rebounds on Carey Price. Thanks for the call, Mike. I- I'm in the same boat here. Like Max Pacioretty hits a post and he hits it clean and just on the inside. So it's not like there aren't forwards that are generating opportunities, generating chances. Again, I think Alex Tuck was one of those players where, you know, he's able to find some lanes. He's just got to finish here and it's coming. I really do believe that. But I think the Golden Knights getting the contributions they're getting from Alex Petrangelo, getting what they're getting out of Shea Theodore, you need everyone. Everyone's got to pull on this ship in the right direction, and uh, you're, you're going to need to find offense, but the fact that the Golden Knights have already found six goals against Carey Price, that is a positive sign moving toward game number three. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Jason. Jason, how you doing? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? I just want to say that the Golden Knights were doing a very good job in the third period. They're trying to tie up the game. Alex Tuck was on fire tonight too. He was uh, once again uh, a force in this game. There was a couple of players that stood. Keegan Colasar getting promoted to yeah. the top line uh, after uh, Nick Waugh started there. I thought he had an impact uh, in this game. Uh, Stone and Patchetti were different players with. Mark Kolasar on the line, and uh, and they generated some chances. Um, and then you also had uh, Will Carrier, I thought, uh, had a strong... That fourth line in the second and third period uh, generated opportunities almost shift by shift. You know, and thanks for the call, Jason. I, I mean, I think Keegan Kolasar, for me, was kind of the guy that... that st- st- 
stepped up in a big moment. Now, we can talk about Alex Petrangelo. Again, he was excellent tonight. There were plenty of opportunities for Petrangelo. He was generating a ton for the Golden Knights. Uh, but for me, it was Kolasar, not just in terms of kind of settling things down offensively, but he was great defensively as well. Like, it, you, you look for guys to step up, especially when you don't have your number one center in Chandler Stevenson available. So, you know, for me... I think Kolasar had a, a great game. Tuck certainly had his chances. Pacioretty certainly had his chances. Um, the Golden Knights will continue to get their chances. I just believe now it's about executing at a higher level and not falling behind early on in games. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Rita. Rita, how you doing? Well, hell, not very damn good. But if the Knights are half as pissed as I am, we're going to go to Montreal, kick ass, come back and wrap it up, and party right here at home. So, Rita, like in terms of tonight's game, I know it's a bit frustrating, but I, the way that they played in the second and third period, it's got to give you confidence going into game three. Oh, yeah, they just screwed up the first one, and they know it. And whenever they've done that really bad, they do come back the next game. We just need them to come back three games in a row and do it. Rita, nobody sums up a performance, win or lose, quite like you. You are a walking, talking promo machine, girl. Well, I don't know. After that first period, I was ready to make myself a margarita, but luckily I settled for coffee, and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the margarita. Yeah, okay. Well, you have to stop by. I don't deliver. That's... <laughs> Uh, thanks, Rita. Appreciate the call. Um, uh, on Colasar's front, the first thing I've written down in my trusty uh, little notebook uh, under no Chandler Stevenson mm -hmm. is a D-zone steal by uh, Keegan Colasar, and that line went down and generated a chance right away. Uh, and I wasn't surprised that Pete DeBoer made the change with Nick Waugh after uh, uh, it was more, wasn't really a lost faceoff by Nick Waugh on the first goal, but more of a winger, winger loss. And uh, and they they just weren't sharp. I, I, what I was surprised at that it was Colasar that went to that middle. I, I was expecting Yanmark to get mm -hmm. that promotion. Yeah. Uh, and and good on Pete DeBoer because that was the right choice. They were a, they were a different unit. Yeah, I, I remember that that play. It was uh, it was Colasar stripping Nick Suzuki, and then it was Alex Tuck who was the beneficiary, getting an opportunity early on in that first period. And you know, I, I think Keegan Colasar, he's, he's just he continues to impress us. The puck continues to find him in in really all three zones. And you know, I thought he had a great game. I, I really do think that you know he he stepped into a role that needed someone. And Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, Keegan Colasar, they were much more effective in the second and third period. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us on the other side of the break, let us know. Do you think that this was a case of, as Pete DeBoer said, not getting locked down by Montreal? The Golden Knights had their chances. It just They just weren't able to convert. Let us know. 702-876-1340 on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. 
Extended post-game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 702-876-1340 is the number. Your reactions to the Montreal Canadiens tying this series at one game apiece, getting the split by virtue of a 3-2 win tonight at T-Mobile Arena. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you guys doing? Good. So... You know, I'm kind of looking at this as this isn't a position we haven't been in before. I mean, this is honestly better than the way we started off the last two. And after that third period, like, I, I'm not worried about being able to produce chances and produce in the next game. So, you know, it, it kind of was a stinker to lose, especially because they really ramped up how well they were playing there in the third. But, you know, you can't win them all, and that's why you play seven games, not you know, two. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think this will go down as one of those missed opportunities, and uh, and not uh, that that Vegas played significantly poorly or poorer than they did in the opener. But uh, I I felt with the way they came on at times during uh, this game, the second period turned around, third period certainly pressure. They'll look at the first period and just not being sharp uh, again for the second straight time. If you can put like a whole package together, I don't think there's any doubt that they, they would control this series. Uh, but the the issue has been just their starts. If they can rectify that, then you're certainly headed in the right direction. The problem is that's two straight games where you've had the sluggish uh, starts that, that haven't uh, quite been there. And hello, Cleo. Yeah, she's very excited that the phone is on. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, it's much like Rita. It's always hard to follow Rita because how do you top anything Rita says? She's amazing. Um, but, it, you know, hopefully this pissed them off and they come back angry and they do what they do when they're angry. I uh, love it. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Stephanie. 702-876-1340. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Jennifer. Jennifer, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Actually, I'm really sad, but I'm okay. Understandable. What do you got for us? Well, I sit behind the bench at the games. I have been a season ticket holder since day one. We were so excited to put our deposit down. And I have to say this reminds me a lot of season one when they just lost their steam. The energy just felt off. They came out mopey. The energy of the guys was just not what we're used to. They did not meet us with the heart that we give them. And I would love to know what was up. It's like something personal was up. They just came out with a, a really bizarre energy, and I saw none of our coaches speaking to our guys first or second period on the bench, which is super unusual. Oh, and I, I know think our they were talking like, to them. Oh, we just let them, we let them play their game, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, we needed like a Ted Lasso moment. We needed some, some spirit, some inspiration. It was really heart-wrenching. Yeah, thanks for the call, Jennifer. I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily – think that that's where where I go with this. I, I think you look at the Montreal Canadiens excited to play in front of a full building and they have really done a good job of of taking over the first 10 minutes of a game. And for the Golden Knights for the second game in a row, they just didn't have their details early on. This time, it's Montreal that finds a way to put the puck in the back of the net. So uh, you know, you you look at this in in a lot of different ways. I don't know that it's a question of 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 heart or if it's it's a question of of you know an energy level or or output there. I, I just think that the Montreal Canadiens have a say in this game too, and they took it to the Vegas Golden Knights in the first ten minutes. 
Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in David. David, how you doing? Hi, guys. I just, you know, I know Colasar brings a lot of energy, but, but why Colasar? You've got two top-level forwards, and, you know, you're bringing in a fourth-line guy. I, I just I wonder about that dynamic. What do you guys think? Well, you, because you started with Nick Waugh, and it didn't work. And you have to put, uh, you have to make some kind of change. And uh, I thought Yanmark would be the player, uh, and it ended up being Keegan Colasar. Keegan Colasar uh, was arguably their best player in the first period. I realized they were down two nothing, but uh, he was uh, active at both and a presence at both ends of the ice. And quite frankly, uh, it worked. It, they didn't get a lot out of it, but they were very much uh, a different line and and the best line. Uh, when they put Keegan Colasar with Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone, you look. You talk about Pacioretty hitting the post, yep. Brian. Yep. Right after that, Mark Stone came down and Carey Price squeezed it yep. with his elbow and his hip, and uh, those were were back to back chances. Uh, and 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 Nick Waugh actually, I thought, found his game uh, on the third line uh, a little bit as the game went on. So uh, I, I, why Colasar? Because he was going, mm-hmm. and they, I, I thought they made the right choice there. Yeah. Thanks for the call, David. In terms of Nick Waugh. There's a comfort level, Wah, Yanmark, Tuck. They have been a very good line for the Golden Knights. You were able to reunite that line, and you were able to see if there was a spark that Keegan Colasar could give on that top line because he had a strong first period. It worked out. The Golden Knights just ran out of real estate and weren't able to convert on the opportunities that they had. Am I wrong, or is that the first time that we've seen that threesome together this year? Probably. In Colasar, Pacioretty, and Stone. I think so. So there's... The, the comfortable s- switch would have been Yanmark, who's got some time with Pacioretty and Stone. I thought it was, it was an intriguing decision to see Colasar come out for the second period, and then when you watched it working, good good job. Good gut instincts by the coaching staff. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Tyler. Tyler, how you doing? Good, guys. How we doing? Good. So um, I think that a point of emphasis, maybe in a practice that we can get in before the next game is, power play i think that when a team knows if they commit a penalty and it can lead to a score it's such a momentum shift and with the canadians being such a good penalty kill that almost tilts the ice in their direction and it can deflate our momentum so i don't know if they need to switch up who's on the power play but it seems that the first minute goes by in the power play, and we got nothing going. Then we only have a minute to work with. They kill it, and then they get the momentum shift a little. What do you think? I think your frustrations are right on the mark with the power play. I'm, I won't go into uh, the coaching philosophies uh, in detail, but uh, I can uh, absolutely confirm that the coaching staff is uh, is as frustrated, and the players are as frustrated as, as you are right now. They have changed up the personnel. They've, they've done some uh, tweaking around in, in, in that regard. And the weird thing is, is like you're seeing Petrangelo uh, find the scoreboard. You're seeing Shea Theodore get some confidence. I really thought in, in the pregame show I mentioned this, that mm-hmm. there would be a, a, a boost of the power play. Didn't get it, they, but they continued to be five on five. It's, it's strange. They're almost a better team five on five controlling the play in some of these sets than they are five on four, which is uh, a little bit odd. You know, for me, it's it's interesting because when Mark Stone was asked about it after the game, he says, I guess possession, right? Like, mm-hmm. win a faceoff. In, in those moments when you start off a fresh power play, you got to find yep. a way to start with possession and stay in the zone. Because for the Golden Knights, 
at, at various times tonight, they burned about a minute and 20, a minute and 30 seconds every single opportunity they had on the power You're play. Right. Once they were able to get into the zone and establish that that box, they were able to find some place. But you can't burn the first minute, the first 90 seconds, just trying to get back into the zone. you got to find a way to establish that possession earlier on. And Montreal was uh, was really good at uh, at defending their zone when they were killing penalties. So one, they win a face-off, they clear it, and uh, and you're right, uh, Montreal was was certainly uh, effective on the on the penalty kill, not allowing the Vegas Golden Knights to get much going and much momentum uh, when it came to uh, generating chances. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us on the other side of the break, what do you want to see from Vegas in Game 3? That's what we want to hear from you. Extended post-game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights drop game two of the Stanley Cup semifinals to the Montreal Canadiens, 3-2. to two. Series tied at one. Headed to game three in Montreal on Friday night. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Chuck. Chuck, how you doing? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you had asked what you'd like to see going into Game 3 in Canada, and I think uh, at the beginning of the game I'd like to see a cutaway to uh, Reeves teeing off on the first hole at a golf course. I firmly believe he doesn't belong um, at this point, this late of the season, on the team when he he plays 8 to 10 minutes and gives nothing in terms of um, positivity toward scoring or setting up a play as a matter of fact late in the game with like six minutes to go he gets the puck in the neutral zone and he just randomly shoots it across to the other side of the ice as if he doesn't want the puck um he's 120th of the off of he's 112th of the offense 120th of the skaters and he just he there's no value added to um to what he can provide for them going forward i think anyone that they have in reserves would probably they'd probably benefit more so just my two cents on what i see over the last i don't know week well probably since he's been back from especially for, since the suspension so that's all thanks guys all right I, I understand uh just to confirm he's not president of the ryan reese fan club no okay uh i thought the fourth line in the in the second period had it going it was, was part of that push to turn around the game and and that Ryan Reeves whether he's getting shots on goal or not getting shots on goal the forecheck and uh, the battles uh, led to chances by uh, Patrick Brown and Will Carrier and it, it I understand the frustration that like Reeves isn't going to go out there and score a bunch of goals yeah you're right absolutely correct on that but that that line played a good hockey game for me, it it's not so much about each individual shift in, in so far as like you're looking to create those positive momentum. So where where Ryan Reeves 
Patrick Brown, Will Carrier can go out, and if they can spend 35, 40 seconds in the offensive zone, and then you're able to get a change, and you're able to continue that process, then the Golden Knights are going to be living in the offensive zone, and they're going to be able to find some chances. Uh, it, it's one of those games where, like, I, I understand it. You look at the first goal of the game, Yoel Armia scores, fourth line for the Golden Knights is on the ice. Like, in those situations, I, I get where where you want something different. But the fact of the matter is, outside of Keegan Colasar, there really wasn't much going right for the Golden Knights in the first period. When you look at chances for and chances against, even though they got scored on, and that's a big goal against because it's the, the first goal against. Exactly. And, and the significance of the first goal uh, shouldn't be overlooked, and, and it came with them on the line, on the ice. And, and that uh, is just a reality that, uh, that we have to accept that, that uh, the Golden Knights fell behind one nothing there. But chances for and against when that line was on the ice, people might be surprised how much more uh, they had going in the offensive side than defending their zone. And just to, to the play that Chuck was talking about, it's Ryan Reeves trying to get a pass to Alec Martinez yeah. to continue the forecheck, to continue to get the puck into the offensive zone. It's just a pass that he misfires You're on. You're pushing, too. Exactly. Well, 100%. You're yeah. looking to make plays, and when you look to make plays, uh, you don't always connect. That's just mm-hmm. kind of the reality of hockey. We're back to wrap it up next. Extended post game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Canadians defeat the Golden Knights 3-2. Series tied up at one game apiece, going to game three in Montreal on Friday. 5 o'clock puck drop, 4 o'clock pregame show. Darren Millard, your final thought on tonight's game. I can't believe it's still above 100 degrees outside. That's one thing. How long have you been here? I not not long, but long still, a hundred and two. It's still at ten o'clock. You were here last summer. It, I don't think it ever got that hot uh, like we're going through right now. Uh, all last summer, yeah. as crazy as that sounds, no, it did. Uh, I, I this will is say, usual for Vegas. This is a game in which Vegas will have trouble digesting because of what could have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't play poorly. Had a, had a Suspect first period, but the rest of the game was was good to okay to good. And when you look back on it, it's if we could have done that in the first period, what could have been? Mm-hmm. It's not about correcting their mistakes as much as being better to start off the game. And whether you want to call it a jolt or a prod, but I think uh, I think game two serves as as that going to Montreal. Yeah, for the Golden Knights, it's all about the start now. It's all about correcting certain things, being sharper to start the game, and that will start on Friday night in Game 3. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jeff Rubino for turning the knobs, keeping us sounding fresh. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. Thanks to Darren Millard and all of you, our listeners and our callers. Thanks for calling in. We will talk to you on Friday right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the Extended Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.